You're listening to the Around Comics Book Club on Hellblazer Dangerous Habits. Walk down the streets and I look down and wonder why it wasn't happening. From Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where each week a revolving panel of guests talk about everything in and around the world of comic books and comics culture. But this is a special book club edition of Around Comics. Special edition. Yes. In your face. We will be talking about our book club selection, which is Hellblazer Dangerous Habits. I'm holding it up for Chris to see. It's a beautiful, is that Glenn Fabry cover? I believe. So, mm-hmm. 1993, Glenn Fabry. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, as uh, around comics listeners should know by now, uh, uh, semi monthly or so, we pick a book and uh, and then give you the chance to read along at home, and then we come back here and talk about it for a half hour or so, and uh, and that is exactly what we're doing today with uh, Hellblazer Dangerous Habits. Uh, if you uh, if you didn't know already, you can pick that up at InStockTrades.com, which uh, is the best place. Place on the internet for uh, finding collected editions from trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, omnibus editions, absolute editions, uh, showcases, essentials, and all that other collected goodness. And uh, they were good enough to uh, discount this 47% off the cover price. I think it was $7.94. And, uh, ridiculous. It was ridiculous on the uh, the discount. And you can probably still get that here the remainder of the week if, uh, if our discussion entices you enough to do so. So head on over to InStockTrades.com. And hang around uh, till the end of the show where Tom will unveil his new book club selection. I already know what it is, and I'm excited it's to hidden. read it. It's, hundred, it's hidden underneath a, a tarp in the corner. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like Iron Chef. And today's secret ingredient is lobster. Uh, old tires. <laughs> so so uh, hang around to the end of the episode, and uh, we'll find out what that is. And uh, well, I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, let's jump on in here. Let's um, do it. A little bit of the backstory for uh, for my picking Hellblazer Dangerous Tom, share, Habits. Share with me, um, old friend. Hellblazer has been around for over twenty years. Yeah, uh, he is uh, an Alan Moore uh, invention. That the character is showed yeah. up uh, way back in Swamp Thing, and then spun off into his uh, his own series, as popular characters are apt to do. Uh, was around, I believe, before the formation of Vertigo, but is really one of the flagship yeah. and original Vertigo books, and has been running continuously ever since, and is is. Honestly, one of the longest running comic books on the shelves. It keeps Hell- going. Where's up in the two forties? Yeah, yeah. Two forties. It's Hellblazer's been around for been running for you know twenty years, which it, it, it boggles my mind that I, I think of Hellblazer. Maybe it's just uh, an effect of me getting a little bit older, but I think of it as not being that old of a character. But but it really is. It's, it's been around a, it's for over two decades. Been around since the mid eighties. Mm-hmm. And uh, myself had never gotten into Hellblazer as a character. Always knew he was there on the periphery, and there are a lot of dedicated Hellblazer fans. There are people that, that absolutely love that character. That is their their favorite character. And so I started asking a few people around the internet where a good place to start would be. Yes. And uh, um, 
surprisingly, or maybe not, uh, Jeff Lemire, who is the fantastic creator of The Nobody and Essex County, yeah. and he's currently doing a great series at Vertigo as well. Purveyor called, of Canadian Sadness. <laughs> yes, he is. It's like Saw for Canadians. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, he, uh, he's doing a great series called Sweet Tooth, and, uh, and Jeff emailed me, and uh, he is a huge uh, Constantine fan, and said, these are the books that you should, should check out. And Dangerous Habits was uh, was one of the books that that he suggested, and I kind of told folks that uh, I, I had kind of a working knowledge of who Constantine was as a character, yeah. and some of that was based on the movie. And Dangerous... I, I had never read a Constantine. Really, I never read any. Hell okay, so you're right there this. with me. Yeah, yeah. Well, had you seen the movie? Uh, I saw half the movie. Oh, oh, you didn't like it. And you no, know, it's one of those movies where I, when it's on like cable, mm-hmm. I'll sit and watch some of it. But I, I, I never am compelled. I've probably seen the whole thing in total, but I can't say that I've sat down and watched the whole thing, like from beginning to start. I've watched it in pieces, in pieces enough. Like I know what happens. Yeah. In, I know what happens in the movie. Uh, I, I like the movie, and I know a lot of people who you know those really hardcore Constantine yeah. fans that that we've talked about. A, a lot of folks didn't like it. I think. Keanu Reeves was um, an odd selection to, to play that yeah. character. I didn't have uh, a ton of, of knowledge of the character, so it didn't bother me. But this collection, Dangerous Habits, there's a lot that is pulled from this book that ends up in the movie. And so I thought it was a great companion piece. If you're familiar with the movie, to jump in and familiarize, familiarize yourself with the comic character. The, the, the movie kind of confirmed... Well, I shouldn't say confirmed because the, this book is far different from the movie. But and watching the movie, all the things I had kind of assumed what Hellblazer was, mm-hmm. the movie kind of confirmed it. And those, it was kind of like, oh, it's like demons, and yeah, magic. I mean, he, and, he's he's a fairly a fairly straightforward character in that yeah. he is a uh, supernatural demon hunter. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he's a uh, demon hunting warlock. He yeah. has he has an understanding of of the occult, and uh, I guess the movie just didn't. I was like, oh yeah, it is. That's what I thought it was, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it, but you know, um, what, let's go ahead and jump into yes. in, in, into the actual uh, book, and we may touch on on the movie a little bit and some yeah. of the comparisons of it, but. Um, Constantine, as we just mentioned, uh, the, the the basic core of the character is that he is um, uh, a warlock yeah. from England. He's very is a very, very English very, book. It's a very English book. Very English and uh, um, he hunts demons, fights the forces of evil and darkness and the 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 occult. But we open with this book that Constantine is fighting uh, a, a much different enemy, and that is uh, he's got the cancer. He's got the cancer, the big C, mm-hmm. lung cancer from smoking all those cigarettes. Yeah, he's he's kind of. Um, uh, uh, and this does jump into the series. I forget what issues it jumps into, but but Constantine is kind of a he's a likably despicable character. I mean, he's, he's sort he, of like a drunk, yeah, smoker. Yeah, he drinks, kinda. he smokes, he treats his body like like shit, and kind of treats everyone around him like shit, like shit. Yeah, you know, I I think a lot of the the core of that character is that you know he's constantly fighting demons and and all this supernatural hoo ha, and so I think. <laughs> Whenever you do that kind of stuff, you can't expect to have a really long life yeah. expectancy, and he so fights, he lives hard. He fights demons 
But the demons he has the most problems with <laughs> are, his are, his inner, as, are his inner demons. <laughs> exactly. There you go. His Bam, own, put that own. on the trade. Yep. That's too bad. It already came out. Uh, <laughs> but he uh, it finds out he has cancer, and there's there's no way that he is found. And he is really kind of, I guess, exhausted pretty much every uh, magical or supernatural avenue that he can think of. To, yeah, he's to, trying to find a way around it. Yeah, he's trying to beat the devil. Yeah. And, and that I think is a, is a common theme through Constantine is that he's, you know, he's always trying to figure out a way to beat the devil or devils. And uh, so so the beginning of the book, is, it, it's really morose. Yeah. I, to be honest, I didn't like it till the last... Second half or second or the, the last the, issue the, is the okay. one where I was because otherwise it had been kind of what I thought it was kind of all the negative things that I think of when I think of Hellblazer. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a guy fighting demons, mm-hmm. and uh, it's reads kind of like an epilogue. The entire thing reads kind of like an epilogue to his story in a weird way and at first it was a little hard to get into because it it does it's a guy going around dying from cancer who's yeah. sort of mourning the people he's fucked over yeah. and i didn't really know it, it's who, who, it, it, yeah it, it, who he it, fucked over and it was kind of like oh this is like feels like an end cap as opposed to it, like it's not a, it's not a feel good book no 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 <laughs> he, he's not that that's why i didn't like it but mm-hmm. yeah it's a very um how many how many quote unquote chapters how many issues i is think this? it's 5 or 6 okay it's it, it, i was just looking at the issue numbers it came out in 91 too which kind of um surprised you it, no it was 41 to 46 so six issues okay yeah a six issue story what i felt whenever i was reading it is that i was Really glad that I was reading it as a trade because it was a very slow burn. It was a yes. lot of setup, and it w- it would have been hard for me to um, to keep my enthusiasm for that over a six month schedule. You know, reading a chapter every month or so. But as a trade, and I, I think I read it in two sittings. It was a pretty satisfying read. But it, it I mean, I, I I think that I think that what Ennis was doing is that you know, cancer is a a terrible disease in that it it just sucks the life out of who whoever has it and yeah. and it's it's a very slow and methodical disease and i felt like the the series moved in a very slow methodical yep. and painful i way. felt like i was dying of I, cancer I, I felt like i was <laughs> exactly <laughs> it, it was it was terrible you saw what he was going through and and yeah. he was exhausting everything that he possibly could to uh, to supernaturally you know heal himself Boy, and, yeah. and, he, and, he, and he comes to the uh, you know the conclusion that hey this is i mean this is it i'm dying and he um uh through kind of his, his travels he ends up going to a, a cancer ward which yes. i think is one of the um one of the high points of it's that portion of the, of the story. story that made it to me made it good without yeah. that mm-hmm. the fact that it's a how blazer escapes cancer to me is just not um it doesn't okay. have a yeah. It's like uh, without, yeah, okay. without having some loss to it, it doesn't have the emotional resonance. It almost it yeah, it, yeah. It almost seems like gallows humor esque without that. Mm-hmm. Almost like you, you down to the point where he flips off the devil, and without the cancer ward portion of it, mm-hmm. I, I don't think the other half of it resonates. It just is like oh okay, he tricks the devil and escapes cancer. It's the the cancer ward where he meets the guy who's dying of cancer, and he sort of befriends. 
this guy the the whole way the the story works is because of that that's yeah. what ma- makes the whole thing work otherwise it's just like it's the you know it's just like a superhero escaping or es- well, escaping and, and, and death what, in a what way. I love yeah. about that character and and, and forgive me, I haven't read it since I since I went uh, I think like, his name <laughs> was Matt I'll look it up real quick what I loved about that character is that he was I mean because he was so human and Constantine plays in very unhuman um, areas and he had such a, an acceptance of what was happening to him but he still had this human spirit that he was going to fight until the end but he had he had it come, is Matt. but he had he had come to uh, a peace that this is what was going to yeah. happen um he he'd kind of surrendered to the cancer and, and Constantine's not going to do that but Matt had kind of a quiet dignity yeah to it. and also Constantine in and of himself the fact that he you know smokes and gets drunk and fights demons is can be like a caricature of like a sad British mm-hmm. character, and it can not have a lot of resonance. Not just be, for various reasons, it can just kind of be like, oh, okay, he's gonna smoke and drink and beat the devil and blah blah blah. You know, like a lot of what people would criticize. You know, oh yeah, you know, Superman will beat Lex Luthor in the in the end, but with. You know, all the alcohol tro- and smoke, yeah, yeah, smoking but, but, instead, but, but, and, but all the yeah. tropes of of the yeah you know, the the you know the 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 dreary English, very English. You but know, having the you know the the final chapter of the book up until the final chapter, as I was reading, I was kind of like, okay, because he does. Constantine, of course, survives. His book is still coming out. He essentially tricks the devil. The devil is really three different entities, and mm-hmm. he kind of sells his soul to all three of them. And so if he dies, they're going to fight. And if they fight, the hell will be torn apart and God will win and everything will be fucked up. So they have to make sure that Constantine survives his cancer. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, the only run, way out of the yeah, deal. He, he runs a he runs a in you know an Ocean's Eleven con job. Yeah, on, none of yeah. them are willing to relinquish their claim on Constantine's soul. Mm-hmm. So you you get and it, it is a clever way to to get through that portion oh, of the yeah, story. Absolutely. And it was very and it was a fun portion of it but the final chapter the chapter where he you know in his celebration of beating the devil he like goes on a bender for a couple days and wakes up and he's like you know goes back to being constant yeah and then he remembers the fact that matt his friend that's in the cancer ward could be dead you know and and that was really what made the the story great is the fact that constantine knows he cheated death and not everyone else can Mm mm-hmm and what is that, you know, like, why isn't he, why can't he suffer the same way other people do? Everyone else around him doesn't get to escape. He it's, gets to escape. It, it, yeah. it's survivor's remorse. Yes, very much so. Yeah. And it made the story, it really tied the whole story together because you can see in the, the previous portions where he's talking about all his friends that are all dead. Yeah. You know, mostly like, because of Mostly him. because of yeah. him, in a way. Like, their association. Not that he killed them, or like, he necessarily did reckless things to them, but the fact that they were his friends put them sort of in the line of fire of what he does, and he wasn't always... His major concern wasn't always protecting everyone around him. Mm-hmm. You know, like, a lot of people, Collateral damage when he, he was doing what he's doing, and you knew he kind of felt bad about it, but more in like he was afraid, like 
of the people when he died? Like, would they come get him? Like, yeah. what? I mean, it, the real guilt about it, I thought, really hit home in the final part, and that was when the whole story sort of came together. At that point, you you really genuinely felt like Constantine felt bad. Like, why do I get to yeah. escape death when everyone else has to? you know go through cancer and die like no one else has this thing that i did and now i'm just going to drink and smoke and go back to my normal life while matt died Dies. horribly yeah. Yeah. like had yeah. a horrible end you know yeah. and the final portion of it so it was really that sort of tying together of the whole thing and really making you feel that constantine feels bad about what happened that made the yeah. sort of legitimized the whole story to me made the whole story interesting and made the whole thing tie together you know that that that's the interesting thing about about Constantine it's not the first nor will it be the last character that we see that is damned but is working on the side of good yeah. you know he 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 hunts demons he he works against evil but he's a damned character and yeah. especially after this because he has you know for for all intents and purposes, he's sold his soul to the devil to to be to be, be cancer. Condensed. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it, it, what's you know throughout the throughout the the history of the character? I mean, he's he's damned. He's a he's a damned character. Yeah. He knows he's going to hell, and he's gonna. I, I guess you know the the idea is that he's gonna take as many of them with him he's, as yeah, he can. He's gonna take them all down yeah. all down with him, but it. it, it it surpassed the gallows humor portion of it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to become more emotionally affecting by the end, which I think is what made this story really, you know, it worked. really good. It, 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 it did it, it work. Worked. It yeah. worked in its mm -hmm. entirety. It's like reading the whole thing, yeah. tying it together. Oh, without, believe me, believe yeah. me. I, I was halfway through and I was like, Ooh, I don't know about this. Yeah. And, and at the end I was, um, I was really, um, kind of taken with it and now months and months after I've read it it's still a story that resonates with me and I think that for me anyway because I have terrible recollection is yeah. is a is a mark of a good story if I'm still thinking, still about, thinking about it about you know months later what did you what did you think of the art in it it's very English it was very <laughs> early 90s vertigo it was yes yeah and well you look a lot of very early 90s vertigo there was a lot of english writers and english yeah, artists it was, it was uh matt williams uh matt william simpson it was, drew it what's oh william, william matt williams was the third baseman for, Before, the, yeah. <laughs> for the giants that'd be pretty sorry. crazy if you also drew a hellblazer story <laughs> multi it's a real uh, renaissance man i uh i I wasn't a huge fan of the art at the beginning, but by the end of the story, I couldn't imagine it being drawn in any other style or by any other artist. It grew on me as the story went along, but but you nailed it. It's very early 90s yeah. uh, Vertigo style. It, um, yeah, it... Um, I don't dis... I, it, it threw it's, me it, for a little bit because it's it, a style it's a, that it's as morose, doesn't exist. It's as morose as the story was, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, the coloring is very drab mm -hmm. it's obvious well you can't you know constantine's not going to walk around with like a bright yellow coat and jim like lee coat. jim lee can't draw yeah, this story yeah know, it's you know? so it, but it's also a style that i don't think you see as much anymore hmm. in especially the vertigo stuff i think they've kind of uh, moved to the uh, the mark Buckingham style. It, it, yeah, you see more, more, more along those lines. I guess it's very old. It's very not old-fashioned because it seems silly to say about a book from 1991. But it's very sparse in its mm -hmm. backgrounds. It's very 
Well, you know, we had the uh, color palettes very consistent through pages. We, it's we very had different. had a, another uh, another Vertigo book as a as a book club selection not that long ago, and that is a Saga of the Swamp thing. Yeah, and uh, was uh, Tottlebon, uh was the artist on that? Beset, 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 and Tottlebon. Yeah, Tottlebon was the anchor. Yeah, uh, very 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 similar in, yes. in feel. It's just it it is just kind of a a, a, a dra- it's drab English art. Yeah. I would think the the, the one benefit that the uh, Swamp thing and I mean that it, I mean that in a good way. Yeah, it fits the sto- it does yeah. fit the story. I think the big advantage to the Swamp Thing story is that the artist can really kind of go crazy on Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. You can kind of make Swamp Thing, you know, like. No, you can really sort of bust well, we, out, we, make we, it look really cool. We talked about Bassett. It looked yeah. like he had much more fun drawing foilage and and something than he did. Than he did. Yeah. yeah, than he did. People. <laughs> but, and, yeah, and um, I think in this, I mean, you have the, the the demons that you can draw, and 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 so you need that kind of supernatural kind of grizzly. It almost felt to me like a, and again, this probably sounds stupid. It felt like a black and white story that yeah yeah that coloring was sort of secondary. Very secondary. Yeah, I'd like to see it sort of black and whiteish, mm-hmm. almost. Um, uh, you know, of course, a black and white book sells half as much as a color exactly. book, so yeah. of course you got you're gonna color it. But you should check out the Ian Rankin uh, Wizard. It's yeah, I, I was looking at that. <laughs> I was looking at it. Uh, I was. Taking well, quite one a good... one of the. Um, uh, it, it, it's not that this book is boring up until the end. It, it's just very measured. But I, I did like the um, uh, the part where he goes to visit his friend who had really kind of degenerated into uh, just a drunk, just a drunken ex warlock that lived in his basement, yeah. conjuring you know mystical beer out, yeah. of, out of holy water. water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that was what that was actually one of the one of the funnier parts. Yeah. Is whenever he uh, whenever he tricks the uh, the devil, devil into, into yeah, it, yeah into drinking holy water, which uh, you know was a very Constantine thing to do. I mean, he he's always walking around with this you know kind of a, a grin and a nod as as he's as he's kind of getting one over on on yeah. these really. Really, really powerful uh, supernatural forces, and and to be able—I mean, that—that's his life. That—that's what he does. He's a thorn and, in the side. Yeah, to yeah, the he, devil. yeah. He tricks the devil, and the and it, and it never ceases to to piss off the devil. That that this that this you Constantine know, keeps getting away. This with little it. jerk does it and gets in, figures a way to get out and of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he is he is the uh, you know the the road runner to the devil's wily coyote. It was almost like you know? <laughs> the parts that the uh, the parts that. I had a harder time connecting with until the end. It almost sort of reminded me of very much the stuff I like about Ennis and the stuff mm-hmm. that I don't like about Ennis. And it was like a weird combination of the two. Like, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the boys, or mm-hmm. not to say that the first part of this story is anything like the boys, but there is sort of like a morose humor to it and sort sure. of. Uh, um, not a, a lack of depth, but more of like a. It's, it's it, it can be sometimes lowbrow. Um, yeah, a little bit so, like English yeah. lowbrow, which is yeah. like midbrow American. You know, like <laughs> it, 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 he's getting drunk yeah. and he's you know swearing at people and trying to uh, get along with people. But the very end sort of reminded me of all the good when Ennis is really good and Ennis yeah. finds a way to take this character that he has set up in this whole story as something that could have been very pretentious. And he actually gave it some resonance. It, it could have been yeah. it could have been extremely trite and mm-hmm. extremely pretentious, but I think it worked in the the fact that it was juxtaposed to this story that was so uh, had that sort of 
like light moroseness in a way, like a sort of the gallows humor esque mm-hmm. lightness to it of like, oh, he's gonna beat, he's gonna beat cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's gonna. You knew he was gonna get away with it. Mm-hmm. Well, I know because the book's old, and I know Constantine's still around. <laughs> still you know, around, so yeah. <laughs> from the point of view, I, I don't know if reading it in 1991, you know, if you would were worried that Constantine was gonna die. I mean. But well, you know, that, it, it that, works. Well, that, that's I, another like thing. About I'm going to read more Hellblazer. Yeah. Well, that's another thing about how slow and measured it was. I mean, yeah. you really get to a point in the book where it's like, wow, he's going to die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's saying goodbye to everyone, and you're just kind of like, oh, man. Like, is, this, is he going to, you know, is he really going to die? Is yeah. he really going to yeah. die? Are we going to see Hellblazer, you know, too? Is it, you know, son yeah, of Hellblazer. Son of Hell. The, <laughs> as, the, as the trench coat and cigarettes get passed on to this <laughs> hey, legacy character, the younger point, Hellblazer I mean, that takes he over. really did. Kid he, Hellblazer. He, he exhausted. Heckblazer. Heckblazer. <laughs> In the 90s, I'm surprised it didn't happen. <laughs> but uh, um, I mean, he did. He exhausted everything. And I, and I really got to a point. I was like, wow, how is he going to do this? Of course, I had watched the movie. And I knew that there was a con job coming. But it was a different con job in the movie than, than yes. what happens here. I, I like mean, this one better. I like this one better as well. Um, it, it works in the comic in a way that I don't think it would have worked in the movie. Um, you know, but back to Ennis a little bit. Um, you know, he is one of the this this long line of writers that have that have done some pretty amazing work with with Hellblazer. I've been reading more Hellblazer, yeah. and, and you look at guys like you know um, you know obviously Alan Moore with the uh, with Swamp Thing, but Jamie Delano and Brian Azzarillo, yeah. and I've heard that uh, you know Pete Milligan is even doing some really nice Hellblazer. Stuff there's a lot of good uh, Hellblazer sort of uh, flies under the radar quite yeah. a bit because yeah. I think what it is, it's exactly what I thought of it before I read it, where mm-hmm. I was like, it's just a dude fighting. Demons, yeah. blah, 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 blah. you know, like okay, and like it's uh, if you didn't read this book, which I really enjoyed. I know I, I this is probably the most critical I've sounded of anything that we've read so far, but I actually really ended up loving it. Did you think? Did you think about it a lot after you read it? I did. Okay. I thought the end was very. It was. Uh, it was structured in a way that I don't think a lot of the things we've read so far is. Is if you read the first half of this, I don't know if. If yeah. someone gave me the first three issues of this and I read it, I don't know if I'd walk away from it going like, "I'm really excited to read him saying goodbye to like yeah. Ooh, the guy who does what? his laundry now." You know, like, is this let's what's going to happen next? Another cancer war. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, are we going to have another kid? But the whole thing all together mm-hmm. with all the setup and mm-hmm. the uh, climax, and then I think the end that pulls it all together. It works fantastically, and I'm very interested in reading more Hellblazer. Um, and, uh, as an aside, um, a really fun Hellblazer trade that I that I yeah. picked up, and it was from uh, uh, written by an old friend of the show, um, uh, Simon Oliver. Yes, did a miniseries called uh, Chaz. The oh yeah, Knowledge. the Taxi Driver. Yeah, which Chaz uh, is in. Yes, is, is in this book. That was one of the really good moments too of the mm-hmm. as. How Blazer says, you know, is like, saying goodbye to his one of his only friends. Yeah, and they, they sort of end with Chaz being pissed off at Hellblazer because Hellblazer sort of fucked him over, you know, Constantine Again. fucked him over. Yeah. And then, you know, Constantine leaves him a note and it is all this money, like paying him back for what's happened and mm-hmm. saying, I'm probably not going to see you again. And it's, uh, it was, that was one of the really affecting moments in the, the first portion of the yeah, book. Yeah, because but, Constantine is a user. Right. He 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 uses people to get to a goal. 
I mean, that's what, yeah. that's what he, he does. He burns through all of yeah. the people he knows trying to escape death. And, and Chaz is one of the people that yeah. he has continually used over the course of, of, of this series. But they have this kind of uh, symbiotic relationship that, that Chaz understands who and what he is. And he sees the bigger picture. But he's still an English cab driver. Yeah. And, and so I mean, he's going to be – it's one of his you know best mates. But he can also you know hate him for the despicable dirtbag that he is. Yeah, um, Constantine burns through people. Yeah, but uh, uh, Chaz the Knowledge was a really cool um, spinoff miniseries that focused on Chaz and uh, uh, really kind of gives you a little bit of insight into the, the life of, a, of an English cabbie, uh, which well, is, is very interesting, and uh, you should pick that up. I want to read some it. more Hellblazer, and I want people that listen to this to send me suggestions of what Hellblazer did. The thing about mm-hmm. Hellblazer that's crazy... Like, it's not numbered. Yes, none of them are numbered. That's I, insane. I, I keep asking people about that, why they do that. And the answer I keep getting back is you don't really have to read it in order that each that each person that's written Hellblazer has kind of told their story. So if okay. you pick up, like, the early Jamie Delano it's stuff, different it's than, very good. Okay. If you pick up Azarello had a much different take on, on Hellblazer, that Ennis had a great run, and, and all these people that have touched the character have had their own moments with it. And the concept, kind of what we've been talking about, the concept of the character isn't incredibly complicated. So you can kind of do... Yeah, they, it's like um, it's like Jonah Hex. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. You can, exactly. Different people can kind of just do their thing with him, and mm-hmm. he, he's always going to kind of end up in the same place. Yeah. You know, like he's always going to kind of be doing the same thing. Like there isn't going to be a point where Constantine's like, "I'm done fighting demons." Yeah, you know, not, like, the, I'm all, it's over. You there, know, there's, there's not, no end there's point not for a him. point where he stops drinking, smoking, and wearing a trench coat. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. He's. It, it's. A, um. I read the. Um. Uh. The Ian Rankin. Uh. Vertigo crime book. How was which, that? Um. I liked it. I didn't like it as much as this. I thought it was. Um. Um. It was just kind of a good one-off. Um. Constantine story and more of a, a common commentary on uh, on reality TV. Interesting. It, yeah, reality TV in hell. <laughs> Basically, is there a difference, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I think it's it's just a very accessible character to pick yeah. up any sort of trade and just understand that yeah, he's a he's a demon it, demon fighting. It changed warlock. my conception of what I thought a Hellblazer story was. Cool. Of course, it's the first one I've read, so mm-hmm. you know. Well, I've got a few others. I will uh, I will uh, do a little mix and matching and trading with you, and we can uh, compare yeah, some I mean, notes as, as we go on. I'm interested. Yeah, you need to uh, you need to give Jeff Lemire uh, a holler. Maybe uh, uh, my phone doesn't reach Canada. Oh, I requested that that yeah, service you, you, be turned. Well, I only to, call, call people in America. <laughs> I only call people in America. Uh, well, I tell you what. That that let's let's go ahead and wrap up our mm-hmm. our, our conversation. Uh, if you uh, listening at home uh, read this, uh, go ahead email email the show at info at aroundcomics.com. Yeah. Let us know what you thought about it and uh, and maybe some other uh, Hellblazer suggestions for Tom and myself as we uh, as some we more cancer of, adventure books. Can- <laughs> so you know, have any cancer, cancer. Camp coming in two thousand eleven? Yeah, if you know any sort of good cancer adventures, <laughs> we, would, we, would, going, we would we yeah. would love to hear. Uh, from you about that, but uh, now Tom, this is the uh, this is the point in, uh, so, yeah, in the show where you unveil. Grab the I have tarp. my I have my hand on a rope. The vel- <laughs> it's not it's a it's a velvet it's a velvet tarp. And there are a lot of uh, spotlights. Yeah, that's know, right. Pull roll, the cord away, and uh, the next book 
that we're going to do is Strangers in Paradise, the first pocket book hey. volume. So there you nice. go. Excellent. Have you read Strangers in Paradise, Chris? I have um, not. Interesting. All right. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> my first introduction to Terry Moore has been a really enjoyable one, and that is Echo, which I am absolutely Strangers uh, in Paradise is different. It's but very I think, different. But I, th- I really enjoyed it. Now, Strangers in Paradise is one of those books kind of like Love and Rockets or Savage Dragon. It's an interesting comparison. Yeah. Of characters that aged in real time over the course of the series, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. Time passes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I mean... I don't know if it's... If it's technically real time, but... Yeah, I don't know if it's technically... But yeah, it, I mean, it's in that sense of... It's not like a timeless sphere, like a Batman, Superman, mm-hmm. where everyone... I mean, it's in a real place where time passes yeah. and things happen. And it's not a slice of life yeah. book. It is like um, a slice of a more exciting life book. Okay. Cool. You know, like it, it's a little soap opery in parts, mm-hmm. and it's a little uh, intrigue in parts, and it's uh, I I I like it. I love it. It's one of my right. favorite. Nice. It's one of my favorite. D- just recently wrapped up uh, last year, a, was, a couple years ago, I think. Two, it, I think it's almost like two two years time, ago. Time is passing. Yeah. I know I went into a looking to get in that big old omnibus that Terry Moore put out the the hardcover double yeah. volume omnibus. I like the pocketbooks, to be honest. Yeah, I think they're uh, fun. They're a fun little thing to I'll read. I'll tell you, I'm looking behind here, and uh, they've got uh, what six volumes yep. here on the shelf. I'll pick up the first volume tonight, and uh, I know our good friends at InStockTrades.com will um, um, have a nice little if, discount. on If you're that. unfamiliar with it, it is. A but shape size always like a book, like a yeah, like, it's like a, a book, it's like big. a paperback book. Yeah, it's yeah. three hundred pages, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's black and white, and it's uh, I love that format. If you yes. can get away with it, it's fun yes, to yes, carry. Yes. It's, it's a hefty read. It'll mm-hmm. take you. It's not slow reading, but it's three hundred <laughs> pages. And yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Less than uh, um, uh, true story. True story. Swear, I swear to God. God. Yeah, <laughs> Which true. Was, what six hundred pages? And then, or uh, oh, excuse me. And then I'm going to pick um, probably a showcase for the next one where we have to <laughs> war the time forgot so you can read uh, thirty five consecutive stories about someone fighting an island with dinosaurs on right. it. Well, yeah. I, I already know uh, what what my next pick is, and it's going to be totally different than Strangers in Paradise. So, oh, it's going to be like uh, All Star Superman. Not that Strangers in Paradise is not awesome. Total no. change of pace. Yes, total Switch change of pace. Switch it up. Of pace. It's be Switch a- it up. It's going to be action packed, baby. We went from right. uh, JLA Avengers to Hellblazer to <laughs> hey, man, Strangers in Paradise. Diversity. I love it. Exactly. I love it. I love it. All right. That will take care of our conversation on Hellblazer, Dangerous Habits. Let me take a look at that for a second. Oh, and, and just to recap, it is written by Garth Ennis with art by William Simpson and. Uh, 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 Mark Pennington, Tom Sutton, and Malcolm Jones III. Rest in peace, Malcolm Jones. Um, so, yeah, you can uh, still check that out at uh, InStockTrades.com and go pick up the uh, the first pocketbook of Strangers in Paradise by Terry Moore, uh, one of the, uh, I, I think, landmark independent comics of the last uh, decade or two. Yeah. Yeah, so have I'm, fun with that. I would put that on there. Yeah, there you go. All right, it has well, thank, an ending. Too. Thank you, thank so, you very much, and, uh, and it does have an ending. And uh, remember to uh, to come back on Monday for a regular full length episode of Around Comics. Uh, in the meantime.
in between time, I was Thanks. taking a drink. Sorry, <laughs> no, I wasn't ready. <laughs> we'll be everywhere here. And around comics, cancer, around cancer, comics. All your classic cancer comics.